Covenant is here again. Join host Pastors Adama and Zama Segbaji for Covenant 2019 with the theme, Let My Covenant People Go, with special guest speakers, Pastors Taiwo and Nomthi Odekoya from the Fountain of Life Church, Lagos, Nigeria. Guest artists include Lydia Cobbs, Victory Voices, and Vine Song. Dates are 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night. The venue is the Caris Center, West Green Drive, Crawley, West Sussex, RH 11 7EL. Call 07938-494-294 or email info at solutionchapel.org. The website for more information is solutionchapel.org. Again, that's the 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night at the Caris Center. Don't miss Covenant 2019. Let my covenant people go. Without much ado, we want to bring to the microphone a man of God, a holy man of God, a man that has been sent by God to bless us. All the way from Lagos, Nigeria, from the Fountain of Life Church. Please help me welcome God's servant, Pastor Tyro Odukoya, to be a blessing to us. Amen. Let's appreciate the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. Help me lift up his name. Help me worship him. Help me honor him. He deserves our praises. He deserves our worship. Hallelujah. Help me worship him. Help me worship him. If all you can say tonight is thank you, please say it on my behalf. Just say thank you because of, thank you for this man. Thank you for the life of this man. Thank you for lifting him up. Thank you for saving him. Thank you for sparing his life. Thank him for, thank, thank you for bringing him here. Help me thank him. Help me give him praise. Thank you very much. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Help me celebrate Pastor Adama and Pastor Zama. Help me celebrate Solution Center. All the leaders and pastors and workers, you are a wonderful set of people. God bless you. Thank you very much for inviting us. Vine songs. I've been hearing vine songs only God knows for how long. Honest. I don't know. My university days. Bye, bye, bye. So when for the first time I heard Vine song at the Congress in Lagos, I was like, are they the ones? And they, are the, and they were the ones. You've always been a blessing. Every, every December, we look forward to see your minister. So when they said to me, you're coming, I said, what about the old man? They said he has retired, but thank you very much. You're always a blessing. Father, take all the glory. Even as you bless your people tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. I have two short songs. One is, um, um, please help me with any key at all. <laughs> if you just boom. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right, don't worry. I'll try. I'll try. <clears throat> God bless you, sir. My wife is a better singer. 
this song we used to sing in university. And last week, we just started coming so strong in my spirit, man. He said, he has promised he will never fail. I will trust in him. I will trust in him. He has promised he will never fail. His faithfulness is forevermore. His faithfulness is forevermore. He will not fail. He has promised. He never fails his word. He always keeps his promise. He will touch you at the point of your needs today. He's a faithful God. His faithfulness is forevermore. His faithfulness is Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ is Lord. I've missing two more times. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ is Lord. Help me sing one more time. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ is Lord. Thank you very much. You may be seated. Amen. Today, I I didn't know what the pastor would say. He didn't say anything to me. I struggled with this passage from which I want to preach. But I knew I was hearing God. So please turn with me your Bibles to James chapter 5. James 5. And today, I will try to speak slowly. Please forgive me if you had a problem yesterday. And I'll try to keep the mic like this. I forget most of the times when I'm preaching, I go to... So I'll try to keep it this way. Praise God. I already discussed with my wife. If you see me, go... Just... So I... So I'll come back to order. Praise the Lord. Yes, from verse 13. James chapter 5 from verse 13. It says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? 
let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another. And pray for one another. That you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain. And the earth produced its fruit. I mean its fruit. 19. Brethren, if anyone among you wonders from the truth. And someone turns him back. Let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, to begin to talk on this, first I would like to introduce the speaker to you, or rather the writer. I looked at it and um, the Lord began to minister certain things to me here. If I asked you who wrote the book, very easy. It's James. Yep. It's the book of James. So the question now is this. Which James was this? Please help me. Anybody? I know Pastor knows. I know the pastors and ministers know. So if you know a pastor, your name minister, I think you're qualified to answer. Uh, James, can I, can I point to anybody? James, James. Okay. Okay, not James, one of the 12 apostles. Hello. Oh, I think this is Clara. Yes. Thank you, sir. God bless. Not James, one of the 12 apostles. You know the, you know James, one of the big three? James, Peter, and John. The three that went up the mountain with him yes. at the Mount of Transfiguration. Uh -huh. Not that James. Uh -huh. So, you get it now? You see, that James... By the time you get to Acts chapter 12, that James was beheaded by Herod. So, he died. He went to heaven. This James was James, the brother of Jesus. Yeah, praise God. So, one of the things that really got to me so much about these James. The Bible never told us when he got converted. 
now. But we know that in the upper room, he was there. Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. And in the upper room, you know, from church history, 500 people were waiting. Right? And then they started leaving one by one. Or maybe in twos and threes and tens, I don't know. But at the end of it all, on the day of Pentecost, there were 120 left. Oh, James was one of them. Praise the Lord. So my challenge is this. Within a short time, this James assumed some level of prominence in the body. And I began to ask myself the question, how come? Because we know that Peter was the head of the church. But let's just meet this James quickly. So maybe, uh, let me ask again quickly when I'm to stop. Because we have, um, we have the anointing service and we have the communion. So what time should I stop? Nine o'clock. Okay, nine o'clock. Praise God. Okay. Isn't God faithful? Amen. So this guy rose rapidly. I was reading the commentary of Jack Hayford. This was what he had to say about this James. He says, this James in his writing was practical and ethical, emphasizing duty rather than doctrines. But it can be explained. You say, why? Because James here wrote to Christians. And a lot of times when we're talking to Christians, sometimes we talk to Christians as though they are not Christians. But he was writing to Christians. So, his manner of speech, his attitude of speech was just, I'm talking to Christians. And that's what I want to bring out. So, by the time we now get to analyzing, is any afflicted? So, you know who actually is saying, pray. Praise the Lord. Amen. So quickly, meeting this James, I think first, let's go to Acts in chapter 12. Yes, Acts chapter 12. We do a bit of opening of Bible before I settle down. Acts chapter 12. Praise the Lord. Let me read one verse, then I'll explain. Verse 17, Acts 12, 17, if you dare say amen. amen. Okay, I'll wait one more or ten more seconds. Acts 12, 17. I read. But motioning to them with his hand to keep silent, he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, go tell these things to James. He was referring to this James. Okay, let me tell you the story here. The other James had been beheaded. Herod had seized Peter and um, waiting to behead him after the feast. And then prayers were made on behalf of Peter. They all gathered in the house of John Mark's mother. Remember the story? Praise God. 
And then they were praying fervently. Probably all night and all day. They were praying because they wouldn't want another one to be killed so soon. And whilst they were praying, God moved. And that's why I believe that from this conference, in the name of Jesus, you begin to see the value and the power of your prayer. In the name of Jesus, your prayers are powerful. Oh, yeah. So they were praying, praying, praying. Then something happened in the prison. The Bible says light shone in the prison. And sitting between two sentries, chained to them, the angel tapped him. Peter, get up. And Peter got up and chains fell. And the two guards remained sleeping. And Peter walked away from them. And the angel said, follow me. And Peter followed them. I mean, sort of followed him and got to the gate and the gate flung open. Let me say in the name of Jesus, the gates you don't know can be open. Will open for you in the name of Jesus. On account of your prayers. On account of our prayers. Because we have a God that hears. Believe me, we have a God that prayers. That hears. Um, let me ask, are you hearing me? Yes. Am I doing well? Yes. Praise God. Go to the second gate, leading to a highway, if flung open. Why wouldn't they open? Say, lift up your heads, all ye gates, and be lifted up ye everlasting door. Because the king of glory must pass through. Okay, sit down. God bless you. So Peter getting on the road now, freed from chains and barriers. I wonder what barrier has been holding you from today. In the name of Jesus, I say, go free. Yeah. Glory be to God in the highest. So Peter now walked all the way to John Mark's mother's house. He got there. The door was shut. The brethren were praying. Hello. The brethren were praying for Peter to be free. But Peter was free. But the brethren continued to pray. And Peter that they were praying for came to the door and knocked on the door. But they were still praying. They were not hearing that the answer Peter kept on knocking. I declare to someone in the name of Jesus, the knock that has been on your door forever will be answered this time around in Jesus' name. It's not a man that I should lie. It's not a man that I should repent of his words. Then Rhoda said, there's someone at the door. No, the prayers were really fervent that they didn't hear. The knock. Rhoda came back again and said, There's someone at the door. Then she went to the door. He said, Ah, Peter is at the door. They said, Which Peter? What are you talking about? But the question is this What have you been praying for? Could it be that God has answered? And we are just the ones not listening. 
we are so consumed with our ability to pray that we are not even hearing or seeing the answers coming. God have mercy. So I come in. I just try to put myself in the place of Rhoda. Shut up what I'm saying. Rhoda, shut up what I'm saying. Until someone says, ah, Rhoda. Okay, then he opened. And then Peter came in. That was an emotion to them. But please, go tell James. This James has risen to such a place of prominence. When did he give his life? After all, it wasn't a Christian. It wasn't mentioned when Jesus was here. But I believe that it's a situation of in a great house. There are many vessels. Okay. 15, 19 to 21. Acts. I read quickly because of my time. 15, 19 to 21. Oh, I have to back up a little bit. Verse 13, from 13, I'll read quickly. And after they had become silent, James answered, saying, men and brethren, listen to me. All the apostles were there, including Peter. James said, men and brethren, listen to me. Simon has declared how God at the first visited the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. I jump. Verse 18. Known to God from eternity are all his works. James was still speaking. Therefore, I judge. Here, James. Peter was there. Andrew was there. All the apostles were there. He says, therefore, I judge that we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that we write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from things strangled, and from blood. For Moses has had throughout many generations those who preach him in every city, being read in the synagogue every Sabbath. And nobody opposed him. Then it pleased, verse 22, then it pleased the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. Who got up and said, listen to me, men and brethren? Who got up to say, therefore, I judge? The question is, how did they get here so fast? I just want you to know the character of the person speaking to us today. Twenty-one verse eight, Acts. I'll read quickly. If you, if you're yet to turn, they just write it down. You can just check it at home. Twenty-one verse eight. On the next day, we, who were Paul's companion, departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Let me be sure what I'm reading now before. 21 verse 8. Okay. The evangelist, who was one of these. Okay. 
I think I'm, I'm taking it too far. I should have gone a little closer. Okay. Okay. Let me take it from 13. 13. Then Paul answered, what do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I'm ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. So when he would not be persuaded, we ceased saying, the will of the Lord be done. And after those days, we parked and went up to Jerusalem. Also, some of the disciples from Caesarea went with us and brought with them a certain, you know, nursing of Cyprus, an early disciple with whom we were to lodge. And when we had come to Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly. On the following day, Paul went in with us to James. And all the elders were present. They had been arguing with this man, you can't go to Jerusalem. You can't go to Jerusalem. I mean, it's obvious you are going to die. And he just would not agree. And finally, he said to them, look, if I die, die, I'm going anyway. Guess what? By the time they all said, okay, fine, let God's will be done. They still made sure that they brought him to James. Probably to hear his opinion of the matter. Let me say quickly, Jesus was born from the union of God and Mary. James was born from the union of Joseph the carpenter and Mary. So you could have been James. I could have been James. You only got to believe Jesus Christ. Accept him as Lord and Savior. I mean, that's it. Two more scriptures before I... Galatians 1.19. Galatians 1.19. I'll just read that quickly. But I saw none of the... Okay, let me take from the 18. Then after three years, Paul was writing now. I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and remained with him 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James. We've seen Peter deferring to James. Now Paul said, nobody taught me this stuff. Nine months, three years. Then I went there. I didn't see any, but I saw James. Praise the Lord. Okay. Two nine. And when James, this was Paul writing to the Galatian church. And when James, Cephas, that is Peter, and John, who seemed to be the pillars, perceived the grace that has been given to me, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. Praise the Lord. Amen. Who were those that approved them? The first name, James. I'm here to tell someone here. I think your Christian experience is about to take a new dimension. Amen. Supernatural honor is coming upon your life. 
the kind of honor that will make men want to hear you speak. I'm talking to someone here today. In the name of Jesus, we give God all the glory. Now, having done this, now you know, you've known this James. Now, let me just show you a bit of his character in the book of James. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. He says, glory, glory, glory. We give you glory, Lord. Glory, glory. You are the mighty God. Okay. James chapter 1 verse 1. James, a born servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. That was it. I, I just wanted to pick his character, the kind of man he was. Greetings. And that's all. Straight to point. My brethren. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith will produce patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Wow. Here, James. A brother going to trials. You know how tender the brother will be. Or the sister will be. Now looking for counsel. And now you are meeting James. He says, count it all joy. Let me pray with you. Father, we give you praise, give you honor. Thank you for the joy of her. Count it all joy. Look at the next slide. If anyone lacks wisdom. So if you think what I'm saying, won't do it for you. I pray that God gives you wisdom. Because this is the only way out. Almost every line in James' letter is an instruction. All through. He said, if you lack wisdom on how to handle matters like this, why don't you ask God? And he will give you freely then why you are still saying, okay, I'm going to ask God. Say, but excuse me, make sure you ask in faith. <laughs> Nothing doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave. He's addressing the brother or sister who falls into trials. He's like, um, like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man think he's going to get anything. Ah. I thought there should be some petting and some, you know, no, count it joy. Because if you do, it will work patience. And by the time patience has its full works in you, you'll be entire. You'll be perfect. You will lack nothing. Amen. I promise you. That's where, they, that's where James will talk. And if one lacks this understanding, say, go look, go ask for wisdom. I can go on. Then talk to the brother of lowly, uh, lowly estate. You have no pro you have no reason thinking, see where I am. No, no, no. He said, come on. Hey, 
Let me see. Let me see the way he says it. Let the brother of lowly, let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation. It's like saying, let the way see I'm strong. The just shall live by faith. Of what use is sulking over what to know is not the hand of God. Of what use is it staying there and saying, see what the Lord, no, God, it will even tell you that God does not tempt you to straight away. We can go on and on and on and on. And he who is high, say, if, you are, if God has blessed you so much, say, please stay humble. That's what, that's the way it all. Let no one, when he's tempted, say, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot tempt by evil, nor does it himself tempt anybody. That's the book of James. You see, many years ago, by the grace of God, um, I think I was 1984. Yeah. I'm in my second marriage. And every time I get to this point, I say, I pray for everybody who is here. If you have never married twice, may you never marry twice. In the name of Jesus. May your marriage be the best and may it work well. No, I didn't divorce my wife. I lost her in a plane crash. That was my first wife, my late wife. And I'm blessed with such a wonderful, beautiful. I'm a blessed man. Believe in me, I am. And I know that. You see, the type of me, we have no other business in, in life than just thanking God for his grace and his mercies. He's a good God. He's been good to me in every way. It's been good to me. Anyway, so it was, at, at that time, we just got married, my late wife and I, and we were on a honeymoon. So we got to this Christian Resort Center um, in the northern part of Nigeria, Miyango, Jaws. Uh, we met people from almost every nation, Australia, the United States, Europe. Oh my goodness, it was a beautiful place. You don't have breakfast, but you all have it together. We all go for morning devotion together. I mean, we were there for one week and it was like, anyway. But the first night there, I was tired. Slept. I was in a trance immediately. And I saw me in a smaller room, much, much smaller than this. And I saw a number of people sitting. And my Bible, okay, thank you. Jesus told me louder. And my Bible was right in front of me. I can't remember what I was saying. But I will point and somebody will get healed. And I will move, somebody will get delivered. My wife, of blessed memory, was standing by me. And I was beginning to enjoy it. Then I heard a voice. Then I realized that there was another person in the room, which I didn't see. He said, hey. I said, yes, sir. He said, first, the book of James. He said it twice. Now I know he was the master. Then I woke up. I started praying. Then I woke my wife up. And we looked at it. For the first few years of, after, I mean, in my marriage, I studied the book of James. I underlined everywhere, red, green, blue. I mean, then of late, I started forgetting. It just reminded me again. So by the time you read through, you begin to see the nature and the character of this man. Let me read something else for you. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't read it. So you say you have faith? Say, so show me your works. And I will show you that I have faith by my works. So in other words, 
Hey, don't lay claim to Christianity if you're not ready to be responsible for your Christianity. Remember, he was writing to Christians. Now, having said this much, let me now go to our scripture because of my time. Chapter 5, verse 13. Is any among you suffering? Some versions we say, is any among you afflicted? Praise the Lord. So I try to look at different translations of the Bible and into the Strong's. Is any among you afflicted? Is any among you suffering? Is any among you in trouble? Is any among you um, suffering hardship? Is any among you hurting? Is any among you in distress? Is any among you suffering a misfortune? I mean, we can just go on and on and on. on. So this is not limited to illness of the body. Any kind of negative. Anything that falls under the heading, stealing, killing, and destroying. Anything that the devil can afflict a man with. Is it your marriage? Is any of you, any of you going through any of this? Here, Apostle James, pray. I hope you understand that here is not saying corporate prayers. He's talking to you going through an affliction. There's a place for your personal prayers. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, I listened to Kenneth Hagin. He said, Mark 11, 23, 24. 23 says, if a man, I mean, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed, and you don't have a doubt in your heart, but you believe that what you say will come to pass, you'll have what you say. You'll have what you say. You'll have what you say. And he said, that was prayer. How be it is a personal prayer. You are the one that is confronted with the mountain. You are the one to say. Amen. Yes. Amen. And the, the words there are the words of Jesus. So, if people do tell lies, Jesus will never tell a lie. So, what if I begin to say and address the mountains confronting me? You become a plane in the name of Jesus. Be removed in the name of Jesus. The question anybody will ask me is this, what if it doesn't move? The question I will ask is this, is there another option for me? It says the word of faith which you preach is nine days in your mouth. Put it there. Keep at it. Now, can I say 24? It's a prayer of agreement. It's a, prayer of, it's a corporate prayer. It's a prayer. Oh, and when you stand praying, believe. He said, that's prayer. I said, really? But see, leave that. Let's come. Is it too much to say pray? Pray about anything and everything? I realize that the same Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7, ask. Seek. Knock. It shall be open for everyone. Jesus said it. He's not a liar. For everyone who knocks, the door shall be open. Amen. Everyone who seeks will find. Everyone who asks, there will be an answer. And then he went on to say, if you who are wicked know how to give good gifts, when I get there, I paraphrase it. I say, God seems to tell Taiwo, Taiwo, give me a break. Taiwo, you give me a break. If you will not give your son 
asking for fish, a serpent. What makes you think I'll give you something bad when you're asking for something good? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, Taiwo? I believe that's personal too. That's personal and general. Again, we read in First Thessalonians 5, uh, it says, pray without ceasing. Okay, that means that every time I should be praying. Come on, church. Yeah, pray without ceasing. So, if I don't have the time to kneel down, I don't have the time to fast, I don't, time to, I don't have the time to do night vigil, I can still pray. My speech, my dialogue with God, with people, with things should be prayers. Amen. You're expecting some results. You're expecting some miracles. You think your Christianity is different from the miraculous? How do you define your Christianity? How do I define mine? If, if I'm going to keep on separating from the spiritual and the come on. I remember how Jesus got there with them. Let no man eat of thee. And they walked away. And we were told I was in the season for figs. So it was deliberate to teach a lesson. And by the time they discovered, said, have the, have the God kind of faith. Here, Paul. Okay, I'll get there. Pray without season. Praise the Lord. The letter of Luke, Dr. Luke, talking about Jesus teaching on important, I mean, importunity of prayers. That is, lost season. He said, Luke 81, to the intent that men ought always to pray and not faint. So, two sides of the coin. He said, I'm praying, or I'm fainting. I can go on, but let me leave that because of my time. Now, is anyone suffering affliction? Is anyone afflicted? Is anyone suffering? Pray. Just pray. Is anyone cheerful? Letting what? Sing. Okay. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, if I'm not praying, I should be singing. Praise the Lord. Many don't know that singing, praising, and worshiping is prayer. No, people don't know that. Here, Billy Graham. I believe, I'm quoting him now, I believe the highest kind of prayer is praising God. So, my Christianity should always manifest a prayer. Glory be to God in the highest. (laughs) Oh, sometimes my wife we say something, I'm like, I'm looking for what to say. You had better pray. So what's the prayer? Why would such a beautiful, intelligent, young woman be the one to oppose me? I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm blessed. Oh, yeah, I'm blessed. Uh, what if it's the opposite? But it's not the case. This woman is gorgeous. A gift from God. Amen. After he that finds a wife, finds a good. This is a good thing. Man. Let me say what God has said all the time. And the more I say it, the more it is to me. 
The mind becomes to me, there is the truth. Glory be to God in the highest. So it's either you are singing or you are praying. I hope you understand that even you are singing, it's praying. Men ought always to pray. Pray without ceasing. What it means is that pray without stopping. That's just it. That's what, that's what it means. Glory be to God in the highest. I said, glory be to God in the highest. Okay. Then he says, is any, uh, let him, is any among you sick? Now, look at the word sick. The word sick there, quickly, let me just tell you the way it is. I tried to do a little research on that. You God help me. Boo, boo, boo. He said, you see, you're weak. You can't pull it together by yourself. So you are hindered. Then please call on the elders. It may mean physical illness, emotional, or even spiritual problems. Anything and everything. But you don't have the strength to pull through. Please call someone for agreement. Call the elders. You know, says, let them what? No. Hallelujah. Well, yes, and let them pray over him. What should they do? Pray. Are you afflicted? Pray. Are you cheerful? Pray. That is praise. And now are you sick? Pray. So if I'm going to title this message, pray. Now you can see the problem of a Christian that doesn't pray. It's like a human that doesn't breathe. You know, I was coming, I'm saying, breathing is a very simple thing. You just do it unconsciously. But you know, it's a very tough thing. If you stop breathing, you're dead. The same thing, prayer to your Christian life. God's blessings. Anointing with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer, hello sir, hello ma, what will save the sick? The elders? The oil? Yes, they will anoint with oil based the prayer of faith. You see what are you trying to say here? Oh my goodness. In the beginning, the Bible says that the earth was without form. Darkness covered. Water covered. And the spirit of the Lord hovered. Come on, you talk of the Holy Ghost. You talk of the anointing. Let there be light. Do you know that God has anointed you, anointed your home, anointed your local assembly? He's waiting for the word. The word is what to say in prayers. How do we pray? We pray what he has said. Anointing him with oil, and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he'll be forgiven. Now, confess your trespasses one to one another, and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Praise the Lord. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man, of a righteous man, of a righteous man. I believe there's one righteous man here today. If there's a righteous man here, say amen. amen. If you know you're a righteous man, say amen. amen. So I'm not kind of putting you on an unnecessary platform. I'm only saying what the Bible says. You are a righteous man. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are a righteous man. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, he who knew no sin became sin. 
that I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So the only thing that I had to do was his grace bringing me to a place where I recognize him as my Lord and Savior and I believe that he died and resurrected from the dead and so I'm a righteous man. So he says the effectual fathom prayer of one righteous man of his much. I said that to say this from today. There'll be answers to your prayers. I say in the name of Jesus, there'll be answers to your prayers. Okay. But look at what he said about this man. You know, give us an example of this man. He says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the, on the land for three years. And six months. You know, a lot of things happen, you know, sometimes in, your, in one's community, sometimes in one's na- nation, and I'm like, wow, God help me. Are we ever going to? Then God will tell me, keep quiet. Keep praying. Now, I look at this word, this same passage in the West Bible, Kenneth West. And he says, is any of you suffering affliction? Let him keep praying. Is any cheerful? Let him keep singing. Is any sick? Keep on. Anytime you feel sick, call. Keep on calling the elders. Don't you ever give chance for the devil to oppress you. Now, he was talking of Elijah here. Guess what he says? Elijah was a man of like passions. Like passions. Okay. Like passions. Praise the Lord. I look at what someone wrote about that. He said, this man was subject to the kind of feelings I go through. This man was subject to the kind of weaknesses that men have. Then I realized. He didn't say Elijah was a prophet. He was a man. He wasn't referring to Elijah the prophet. Elijah the man. You say, what's the difference? I'll tell you quickly. Elijah stood on Mount Carmel. 430 priests were slaughtered. Then Jezebel came and said, "Ah, how dare you? Elijah took off. I heard a man of God said this. If I was going to hear him, he said, by the time he got to where I was going, he was standing there or hiding on the tree or climbing the tree. He said, hey, God, they've killed everybody. And this is, after a while, I said, man, I'm the only one left. I said, I want to die. The question is, you want to die? Wait for Jezebel. <laughs> he promised to kill. Can you see that he was a man of like passion? And besides, the righteous man in the Old Testament, it was the blood of bulls and goats. The righteous man in the New Testament, the blood of Jesus. And if the righteous man in the Old Testament could just stand up and declare, say, at my word, and the whole nation. Somebody wrote, when it says effectual, effective, I mean, the prayer of the righteous man is what? Um, it's fervent and effective. It says the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and has great influence. And my joy tonight is that I'm talking to righteous men and women. If I don't achieve anything tonight, I want to achieve one thing. And the thing is this, that you know, you live here knowing that God will hear your prayers. When you pray in the name of Jesus. Is it truth? And he declared, 
at my words, let the and the rain stopped. On what ground? A righteous man. On what ground? On the ground of righteousness. What righteousness? Right standing with God. So tonight, if I listen in the name of Jesus be healed, I believe you are healed. Amen. What about you? It's up to you, but I believe it. Amen. Is someone following me? Yes, Praise the Lord. And then this same man prayed. And he was open again. What? Glory be to God in the highest. First Peter. Oh, glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. Amen and amen and amen and amen. First Peter chapter 3 verse 12. Say, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. His ears are attentive to their prayers. See, a lot of times I get to a crossroad. I get to barriers in my life. <laughs> oh, glory be to God in the highest. And God help me. God help me. Sometimes I will like, man, God just have mercy. Have mercy on me. I don't know what I've done. I don't know how I got. Have mercy. After I've cried, have mercy, have mercy for a while. Then I will hear him say, yeah, my mercy endures forever. Amen. Now you take authority. I won't come down to take it for you. <laughs> then I will look for what the Bible says concerning us in the name of Jesus. And can I be frank? In most cases, he turns things around. A lot of times, there will be impossible situations. You see me struggling. Then later, I find myself in place of hallelujah. Then it will be done on me. Then I'll look back. How did you cross over? Like I told you yesterday, some people see me say, man, wow. I say, God, you are hearing them. <laughs> you know it's not me. I know it's not me. Even the devil knows it's not me. But they are, you say, enjoy it. How do I enjoy it? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> awesome God. The only way I can express myself or the only way I can I'll be able to respond will be glory be to your name. You've done it again. You always do it. That is not like you. That is not like you. That is not like you. He did it before. He's doing it now. He will do it forever. Glory be to God in the highest. The same yesterday today and forever. He did it in time of Elijah. Did it in time of Peter and Paul. He's still doing it today. Glory be to God in the highest. Glory be to God in the highest. The same word of God, the same blood of Jesus, the same Holy Spirit, still doing it today. It was not a man that I should lie. <laughs> Glory be to God. See, see, miracles happen. And they happen through the righteous. Glory be to God in the highest. Here, Paul. Be careful for nothing. For nothing. But by what? Prayer. Come on. 
supplication, come on, and thanksgiving. Is it that you are singing or praying? See Paul talking to them in First Corinthians 14, talking, trying to teach them on the difference between speaking in tongues and prayers and prophecy. He said, you know what? I pray in tongues. He said, I will pray in tongues and I will pray with my understanding. The same verse. I will sing in tongues and I will sing with my understanding. Now, if you really pray, you will be singing. Is someone hearing me? Glory be to God in the highest. I just want you to stand up now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. Hallelujah. Is the sound of freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us all rejoice in faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. Hallelujah. Is the sound of Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. Let the sound of rejoicing fill uh, I just want you to do something. You know, I didn't address a part. It's a command. Say, confess of us one another. And pray one another that you may be healed. He's still praying. Why would he say confess? In case she's offended me or I've offended. I said, uh, I'm sorry. You know, I did this. In some cases, it's something that you really, Pastor, I think I need to let you know. But it's not saying you must always look for someone to confess your sins to. No, 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 that's not it. But if you know it's going to hinder your prayer, get it down, down and get it done with. So please pray. Just agree with me, man. I slapped somebody yesterday in anger. I felt so bad. And I'm still feeling so bad. Please just agree with me. So that when I lift my hand, I expect there will be a breakthrough. Don't give the devil any opportunity to accuse you of anything. I regard iniquity in my heart. Don't even give him the chance. Your prayers are potent. Your prayers are influential. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Heaven depends on you. I want to ask you to pray now. Just take three minutes to pray. Put it to test. Forget about me. Just pray. You are a dear child of God. And by the time you get answers to this prayer, know that you will answer every prayer. Hallelujah. He says, suppose it's not in his will. Of course, you will know it's not in his will when you are doing that. Is it your marriage? Come on, pray. Is it your health? Pray. Your in-laws? Pray. Your ministry? Pray. Your finances? Pray. Your numerous relationships, pray. Is it a binding habit? Pray. Or maybe there is nothing to pray about. 
everything seemed to be right then begin to sing begin to give him praise give him honor worship him thank him for what he has done for what he's doing keep on thanking him keep on praising him because many many more many more many more many more miracles are coming your way I see the lines falling for you in pleasant places in the name of Jesus hallelujah I see God being glorified in your situation. I see him being glorified in your life. In the name of Jesus. I see people around you like a shield. In the name of Jesus. I see your light shining. I see you shining as light. In the name of Jesus. It is well with you. In Jesus name we pray. Somebody help me shout hallelujah. Covenant is here again. Join host Pastors Adama and Zama Segbiti for Covenant 2019 with the theme, Let My Covenant People Go, with special guest speakers, Pastors Taiwo and Nomthi Odekoya from the Fountain of Life Church, Lagos, Nigeria. Guest artists include Lydia Cobbs, Victory Voices, and Vine Song. Dates are 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night. The venue is the Caris Center, West Green Drive, Crawley, West Sussex, RH117EL. Call 07938-494-294 or email info at solutionchapel.org. The website for more information is solutionchapel.org. Again, that's the 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night at the Caris Center. Don't miss Covenant 2019. Let my covenant people go.